Hi, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. And I'm Evan. And for the first time, we're actually recording a podcast in the same room Whoa. instead of across state lines using the internet. The internet. <laughs> and unfortunately, we're here to discuss some um, unfortunate news is really the only way I can say it and talk about text 31 to 10 loss to the Marshall Thundering Herd. Evan, I don't know how else to ask this. Did Tech go and did Tech die? No and yes. They, they <laughs> did not go and they also died. It just didn't feel like the team was in it. And that sucks, man. It You know, whether it's the cold, whether it's having a short week against a good team that had a bye, whether it's the suspension crap that was a distraction and obviously made us be down our starting quarterback. There's lots of excuses you can make, but really the team just didn't show up ready to play and Marshall did. Yeah, and that's all I can really take away from it, too. It's very easy to point to a backup quarterback coming into a situation, starting their first game, or even if it's not his first game, it's just not not in a situation he put in a lot before, or really ever, with Louisiana Tech and Aaron Allen. Say, okay, he went 19 for 32, 159 yards. ESPN gives him a QBR of 30.1, which is, again, 0 to 100. That's not a great night in a quarterback that you would hope would bring you past a conference opponent that would really take you to not a shoo-in into the conference championship, but definitely a... It, it would have made it all but inevitable. Uh, if we won this game, we just have to split UAB and UTSA. Yeah, uh, and I I feel like I immediately need to jump in when we talk about this game to defend Aaron Allen. I'm not sure if how much hate he'll have or how much disrespect will come his way. But this game was not lost due to Aaron Allen. True, the offense only put up 10 points. But Aaron Allen did good enough for the team to win around him, and the team failed him. The running game, Justin Harrison only averaged 4.1 yards a carry, which most of us would expect at least that average to go down when you have a backup quarterback in that QB1 position uh, starting for the game. But then you have the punt that was fumbled. You have a couple big plays that gives up. Even beyond the things that are their fault, it just, everything seemed to go wrong. Yeah, and and look, I mean, this isn't necessarily a silver lining, but the final score 31 to 10. Farlow fumbles the ball at the one yard line. That gave Marshall a touchdown. So that, that 31 to 10 could have been 24. And then Tech had two drives in the second half that ended in the red zone. One on a freaking over the head 3rd and 93 type snap. And one on a pick that Elliott threw in desperation when we're already down, what, 20 points? So, I, I mean, the did Tech go? No, they did not. Did they die? Yes, they did, because they made those crucial mistakes that you can't make when you're playing the backup quarterback in the cold at the other team in the conference that's the, the leader in the Eastern Division, right? So, you can't win games... We didn't do enough to win, but we also shot ourselves in the foot so much that we died. As we well, we don't like to say that, but <laughs> that's our catchphrase. <laughs> True. Yes. Yeah. And there are two ways to lose a football game. Generally speaking, there is the other team beats you, and the second option is you lose the game. And sometimes it's a combination of the two. And Marshall played a good game. Their 31 points are not due to just Tech struggling and and letting them score, but Tech did a lot to cause Marshall to score that many points. If I, if I had told you, here's what Marshall's stat lines are going to be at the end of the game, Isaiah Green, 14 for 26, 
213 yards, one TD, one pick. Would you have taken that? I, I would have. Yeah, probably. And their stellar uh, running back, 25 carries, 113 yards. That's four and a half per carry. So, I mean, Marshall didn't really, like, come out and just beat us into the ground, right? Yeah. I, I mean, they won, they won the game handily, and it never really felt close in the at least in the after the half. second quarter yeah. I, I think it didn't feel like a game we were going to win but those defensive stats i mean hey if we end up playing marshall again you know maybe in rustin or i guess maybe not in rustin now but you see what i'm saying if we, play, if we play them again i'm not i'm not necessarily going to be confident going into it but i'm not automatically thinking it's a loss because even with aaron allen like i said we had two drives and this very easily could have been a 31 to 24 game or or like a like a 21 to 17 without those mistakes. Not necessarily that we should have won or would have. And after every loss, you say, well, what about if we didn't do this? Right. We would have only lost by this. If, if X hadn't <laughs> happened, we only would have lost by Y. And that's going to be true no matter what game happened, no matter what happened in the game, whichever teams are playing what. But it still sucks to see that happen, the Bulldogs there. I guess in an attempt to find some positivity and a sea of what felt like mediocrity when it came to the Bulldogs, performance uh evan do you have a player of the game um well milton williams had one and a half sacks so i guess oh, that's, took mine there. that's something good but uh the player of oh. the game i think the most impactful player on either side was that obi bialo guy Oof. who is a marshall wide receiver that we totally missed because missed the whole season right he, yeah. he had eight catches for 146 yards uh didn't score a touchdown but kind of came out of nowhere was torching us so yeah it was interesting running the NCAA simulation this week and seeing that he caught two of the touchdowns that Marshall scored and being like, I don't remember this guy on any stat line. Did the guys who create the NCAA 14 rosters forget about him or like did they add him accidentally or, or whatever? But no, he's been hurt all year. And so for him to come against what was probably Marshall's biggest of the year or one of their biggest and perform like that is huge for that program and just kind of is not great to be on the other side of it. I kind of joked that Evan took mine, although he didn't actually select him. But I really like Melton Williams, the player of the game. Uh, when the defense didn't have their best game, he really has played well. Uh, I know I picked him as a sophomore to watch this year, and I feel a little self-validation uh, for picking him. And I'm choosing to take that victory because there aren't a lot of other ones to take tonight. <laughs> and the weather did play a part of it. It was very cold. Hopefully the players didn't feel the cold as much as we did in the stands there. But yeah. Yeah. The, I wanted to mention, uh, this isn't a player, but so I called into the post game show to give a little, you know, from the stands view to Ben. Uh, he pointed out that tech had, after they scored their touchdown, they had five drives, uh, in a row and gained 18 yards on those five drives. And that's just not good enough. I don't know. Uh, we kind of talked about it at the game. Was it the, do you think it was more play calling or just execution or did Marshall start doing something keying in on something different what do you think about that yeah so usually when you go into a game especially when you have a new quarterback you script out the first x amount of play say the first 10 plays and you say it doesn't really matter what the defense shows it doesn't really matter whatever these are the plays we're running and you can't do that for a full game because situations change right if you're down 14 nothing even in the second quarter it changes your play calling and changes how uh the team can be run but i really liked that first this first couple of possessions there was a lot of quick passes a lot of Let's see, the first play, the first drive, was an incomplete pass, a run, another incomplete pass, and then a punt. Right. Uh, the second drive, we ran the ball more, but we also still continued those short passes that 
end up going for positive yard. The Tech had a first and 10 at the Marshall 45, a complete pass to Stanley. Like, that was the pass that went for 19. That set up the touchdown a few plays later. And once we ran out of those scripted plays, it kind of went bad. Yeah. It, <laughs> it broke it, bad. And some and in the second half, it was kind of like, okay, let's get back to that. But at that point, it was a little too late, too. And Marshall had figured out yeah. what had worked for us, and it started. But the second half was where we had successful drives, too, that just didn't end in touchdowns. But even the second half, what surprises me looking at this box score right here, having been to the game, we, we, had, we had three possessions. The first one was a field goal. So Marshall had the ball. We ended up intercepting. Uh, we scored a field goal to make it 7-10. to 10. And those two possessions, Marshall's and then Tech's, took up a total of 11 minutes. Marshall then scored a touchdown. Tech got the ball back and fumbled the ball. Oh, that was a snap over the head of Aaron Allen. Um, and then the next drive was an interception that... So that says 12 plays 16 yards, but that's being lost. Yeah, that was a 33-yard yard fumble over the quarterback's head. Yeah. But, so all three of our drives in the second half were good drives. The defense was just gassed by that point yeah. because of the first half. You gained 18 total yards in five possessions. So, And you could tell in the second half, too, Marshall running. Tech's defense just couldn't, they, they couldn't catch their breath. Yeah, and it was a it was a mix, I think, of being gassed and just being tired and being all the other things we talked about going about exam, weather, flights, and short weeks. And then Epstein. add the suspensions and, on top of that. <laughs> yeah, and, and everything that went into it. And it's very easy to see where the, the defense could be just tired by the end of this game, and no one could really blame them for that. But it also felt like didn't believe the offense could get the Bulldogs back in. And maybe that's projecting a little bit. Maybe that's reading <laughs> into uh, the team something that, that I kind of felt at the time. But that's kind of what I was picking up. Yeah. But on that uh, downtrodden note, I guess, we'll be right back after. So talk about UAB. What? Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. For the second half, I'm joined by Evan. Yo. Josh. Howdy. And a special guest this week, and Dave Chamillionaire on Twitter, formerly the Daily Dragon. Baby. <laughs> and this week, because we have Dave on, mostly because Tech plays UAB this week, we'll do a preview of that game against the Blazers. The Blazers are 7-3 and three on the year, 4-2 and two in conference play. They've lost to Tennessee, Western Kentucky, and a Southern Miss in a 37-2 blowout. But then again, that was a game where they were missing their starting quarterback, and we have been made well aware of how having your starting quarterback out no, impacts an no, offense. It doesn't. It doesn't change anything at all. I'm yeah, just gonna no. celebrate that loss. <laughs> There's <laughs> no denial happening over here. <laughs> and that offense really isn't the Blazers' strong suit either, at least on paper. Uh, they've only scored 25.5 points per game on 370 yards per game. FBI ranks the UAB offense as the 113th most efficient in college football. Defense is a different story, though. The Blazers only allow 18.7 points per game and 268 yards per game. Both of those are quite a bit better than what the Bulldog defense has been able to do on the year, at least going into last week. And last week was not really the week we want to compare the Bulldog defense to. So I'm just kind of curious about what we all think about Tech's most recent rival. And I really want to start with Dave and get his opinion about it. Well, I know for me, uh, Law Tech and UAB kind of getting the bad blood and becoming quote unquote rivals. I think it, I would say it started with basketball and it, <laughs> it, it flourished with basketball because we didn't have football for a while. And those first, you know, couple four or five games with Mike White and Jared Hask, I mean, those were like some really heated games and Tech was kind of like at the top of the echelon of the conference, you know, his last couple of years coaching there. And then we kind of took the, you know, the baton and we kind of had a couple good years and had some, clearly we had little fights on the court, you know, that's what, <laughs> yeah. And then LaTeX report was like the perfect heel 
for like the internet. Like you got to have someone like that who's just like just out of out of their minds sometimes in some of their argument. <laughs> yeah, he antagonizes everybody. Yeah, it can't be like the discourse that we have online where we like we we kind of like joke on each other and have fun. He'll come at you with like facts and then like leave yeah. for like <laughs> half a day and then come back with more information. <laughs> yeah. Down at the library looking everything up. Yeah, I just I envision he has this wing in his house wherever he lives of like just law law tech like stats and history. we have a guy like that named memphis blazer he's the same way like he literally can tell you anything like of any sports that's ever happened at uab like even like women's basketball he's doing like a huge like uh the entire history of basketball archive right now no offense to our team but i mean no one's really asking for this either so it's just (laughs) funny but yeah that's where the bad not bad blood that's where that rivalry came from in my opinion like it, it started from hoops and then I don't know, man. I guess we got a we got a football rivalry, but I think it's more just a lot of tech UAB, like you know, school on school type rivalry. You know, regional. It sounds a lot like a fan rivalry, at least on our side. Like every diehard tech fan has come to hate UAB. I'm not sure if the same thing is true going the other way, but it's a yeah, it's not a football based rivalry, but we play each other in football every year, so you're going to see it there too. I take full credit for UAB fans not liking La Tech fans because I felt <laughs> like I gave I gave La Tech report, I gave him retweets, and I would I would kind of push him and stuff. And now I don't I don't know if if, if UAB fans ever would have created a hate for them if it wasn't for like the early Day of the Dragon years of just really antag- antagonizing them and you know coining the beautiful phrase La Tech sucks, which is <laughs> I, I should get paid for that. It was so good. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my thoughts about the rivalry are, man, I just I just hate UAB dude <laughs> i just wanted to lose all the time like uh, and i don't really know where it came from I, I was already gone from tech by the time uh the the chant happened at the conference tournament there in birmingham but i loved it and supported it the whole way through and i'm glad that it's still on the minds of people in birmingham it seems like yeah but yeah i mean I, god that 22 to 21 or whatever was it 23 to 22 i don't whatever it was the first year y'all had football back was just it was a win that's all really oh man that felt bad (laughs) that felt real bad and then you guys just came and completely destroyed us last year so we gotta we gotta get back on top of this football thing That that first one we had in Birmingham was it was I think it was one of those those just like it was going to be meant to be type things we had that right that, it was that Children's Harbor game so we were wearing these different uniforms with the kids names on the back from the hospital and I mean we blocked the field goal I mean it's just y- y'all had like one of the best kickers in the country at that time and it yeah. was just pick it was yeah your storybook and that's that's what makes he, a good rivalry you got to break each other's hearts a couple times yeah and he had missed what two like he missed an extra point and he missed a field goal before that too. Like what? What kind of yeah. hex did you guys put on him? He's legit, man. Yeah, I remember watching him earlier that year at South Carolina. I think he had some bombs in that game. That was a really great game. Uh, uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. Make me sad, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much crying can we capture on microphone before we just end the show? I I don't remember a ton from last year's game other than like it it felt like he was what what was that big back you had? Henderson, was that his name? He was like a linebacker running back. He's made an impact this year, but he hasn't really he didn't really do too much last year. Okay, well, I just remember him. Y'all scored on us first last year with him, and he was he was just huge, and he was like a not not your primary running back. And I was like, man, it's gonna be a long night. And then, man, we just it just it was just like the game was over at that point. Like we just had a couple long bombs and just controlled the game. And and but yeah, I wasn't there, so I didn't get to feel the the total heartbreak impact for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was at a wedding that night in Russia, so 
It was Cam McKnight that scored that touchdown oh, run. Cam McKnight. Right. Yeah, that guy was yeah. like huge. Big, big old boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in a year that Israel Tucker and Jaquise Dante led rushing, Cam McKnight went 15 carries for 80 yards in that touchdown and was really the only effective rusher for the Bulldogs that night. Peak tech hey. football. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, what does UAB look like this year? We may have seen a game or two here or there or seen the stat lines afterwards, but what do they do well? What do they not do well? See, I take it for granted that people know, at, you know exactly what's happened with the injuries at UAB, um, especially offense. But we've had our, our starting center, who was one of the guys that stayed around after the program got shut down. He's like 24 now, I think, lead to four. <laughs> yeah, he went out in the second game of the season. Uh, we had one or two different guys going back and forth after that, just trying to figure out who's going to play center. Uh, lost one of our tackles. And then Spencer Brown lost him the third game. And he's never been the same since. I and mean, really hasn't played much other than like a series last game. And then Tyler Johnson goes out in the Tennessee game in the third quarter with a twisted up knee. But I think he's okay. They're just holding him out. But, I mean, you're putting Dylan Hopkins out there at quarterback and then, you know, like a, just a makeshift group of running backs. And an offensive line who has just never gelled, even when they were, you know, a full staff, like full starters the first game and a half, it was not the same line that, you know, that we could run behind. They were so poor in the run game, it almost looked like Spencer Brown got slower, when, which was not the case. He's actually oh, fast. Wow. He's not one of those backs that's going to you know, beat you to the edge. Like if He needs that first initial push, and then once he gets up to speed, good for luck. I'm sorry, I don't know if I can curse on here. Uh, we'll bleep you out. It's all good. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. It's fun to bleep yeah. it out. Yeah, we right, we give Nathan a lot to do sometimes. <laughs> we'll, let's just derail it now. So, yeah. so is, is Tyler Johnson going to play this week, you think? I would think so. I would be shocked okay. if he didn't. I mean, he's, I've heard he's, he's been practicing, you know, doing like full practices and things like that. And, but I can't imagine Bill Clark not starting him unless he knows something that we don't know, but he's definitely going to play it close to the chest this week. You will last week. He let us know on the Monday morning uh, press conference that he was out, but it was also UTEP. So I don't think he right. really cared, but <laughs> he was trying to give UTEP as, as many uh, advances as he could. <laughs> I, mean, we'll, we, I will tell you this. We are in serious trouble. If, if we're going to play you guys, and be one-dimensional. This team is not built to be one-dimensional. If we don't have some kind of threat to pass, and right now with TJ out and the line being kind of wishy-washy, we just don't. We're running two or three different running backs out there, and that's why Southern Miss, even though defensively on paper, we actually did pretty good despite the score. They were on the field the entire game because our offense, they knew what we were going to do. They, right. they, they knew we were no threat to pass. They knew we couldn't pass block. They knew we couldn't run block, so they just loaded up the box and they just ate our lunch. And our defense had to go out there time and time and time again. Um, yeah, that was not a good representation of what this team is against Southern Miss. Yeah, and your defense is something else I want to ask about because those numbers I mentioned earlier make them sound very good and better than what I would have thought they were going in without much firsthand knowledge, especially when we have a backup quarterback coming in again due to suspension to Jamar. What does UAB team look like on defense? How do they play? What are their styles? We don't have a bunch of big dudes like we had the past two years where we've had some of these you know fifth-year JUCO guys who are like power five trans we've got more like quick quick physical guys good like real real physical edge rushers they're, they're very physical and they, they throw a lot of twists and you know you'll you'll have guys who are down in the one play the three the next snap and they're they're tough to block especially if, you, if you're trying to do anything out of like shotgun or like a one back like you know protection shotgun you better know what you're going to do you better know what you're going to do in a hurry 
And that's the other thing. Um, our secondary, it's, it's been fantastic. Well, we'll play man a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, we got fast, small linebackers. Just it's just it's a lot of speed and not so much size this year. When that was probably the other way around last year, when it was mostly size and experience. So yeah. Well, as far as the conference race goes, because this game definitely has championship game implications. UAB has to win to stay eligible for the CUSA championship game, I think, if I did my math right. Meanwhile, if Tech wins and Southern Miss loses to Western Kentucky, Tech will clinch a spot in their third championship game since joining the league six years ago. So I'm kind of curious to get everyone's thoughts. Uh, how do we see this West division shaking out as we enter the final stretch? A mess. Uh, a damn <laughs> mess. It's going to get gross and weird, and somebody's playing rock, paper, scissors for the championship game. That's my prediction. Anybody but Southern Miss, please. <laughs> so am I right in that Southern Miss has to play Western Kentucky and FAU still? Right. Yeah. Okay. So that that's tough for them because FAU has to win to win the East. Uh, so they're going to be des- – and Western Kentucky does too, obviously. So they're going to be facing two desperate teams. And, I mean, we've got UAB who's desperate to stay in it. But then we also have UTSA who – I mean, a dumpster fire. So I – you know. Sorry, we're wrong on that Western. It's it's they play Southern Miss then Middle Tennessee, which oh oh okay yeah well Middle Tennessee is very weak and I don't understand exactly. them at all. But yeah, uh, shout so out to Rice. They, <laughs> they, they could they could mess around and beat Southern Miss yeah. <laughs> somehow because they beat Marshall and I don't really know how that happened. But ah, man, I think we're gonna wrap it up. I, I hope that Southern Miss loses and we don't have to wait another week. But I think we're gonna wrap it up. So. That, those are my thoughts. I think when La Tech is at full full staff with, with all your guys, and I I personally think it's the best team top to bottom, both sides of the ball. But I do think Southern Miss defense is one of the best I've seen in this conference in a while. They may not have played like that when they played you guys, but you know Abraham yeah. threw a bunch of late picks too, though. But yeah. that Southern Miss defense was legit. Yeah, you love to see Abraham throwing those late picks as a former tech backup. But yeah, Southern Miss is a team that looks like they, I predicted them to win the conference pretty outright early on. I thought tech would be good. I thought I, I would be lying if I said I thought UAB would be this good, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it feels like tech's to lose and because it is right now. Tech has a tiebreaker over USM already. Tech is going up against UAB. You win this game. It's hard to see a way where you don't win the conference, even though it's not a guaranteed win the next week against UTSA, although it feels like it. But yeah, if we had everyone playing next week, it would feel like a done deal almost going in. But the fact that we have Aaron Allen coming in at quarterback, and he played fine enough last week, but wasn't able to get the offense to score more than 10 points. If that happens again this week, then I'm concerned. And it's starting oh, yeah. to mean, feel that that pressure of, oh no, everything is going wrong. Someone who did UAB play in the last week? Uh, we play... Why don't I know that off the top of my head? It's somebody bad. North Texas. Oh, gosh, don't tell my son oh. that because then we're going to lose now. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've never we've never won in Denton. So, yeah, that's that's I, I guess that game could certainly have some meaning if all and then all the planets align for us on our side. If we beat you guys and Southern loses, that game would be really important. Yeah. And for bowl hopes, too. But yeah, we, we are easy. Part of our schedule was all in the beginning. It's bananas how bad our schedule was. Yeah. <laughs> If y'all beat us and Southern Miss loses to Western Kentucky, then the last game of the season would decide it, basically, because you guys would hold the tiebreaker over us. Mm-hmm. But if you lost to North Texas, that wouldn't matter. So, I mean, as long as you beat UTSA, <laughs> but, you know. 
I, God, I, I said the year. other day, watch Pete Marshall lose to UTSA. <laughs> but but they're, uh, not a, they're not a bad team, and they're playing better than they have in, in the middle part of the season. Um, yeah. At least it's at home. Playing in the Alamo Dome can be pretty crazy. I, mean, I was yeah. there the other day, and it was wild. Well, that's not true. So it wasn't wild. It was I, I had a wild time, rather. <laughs> it is the dreaded Thanksgiving game for Tech, though, where yeah. because of the quarter system, school has been out for at least a week. And there's not a lot of people on campus to come to it. And you end up with a very sparsely attended game, which can sometimes feel like a road game just because of how eerily quiet it is. But still, yeah. Uh, yeah. So something that we do on the show, Dave, just uh, to fill you in a little bit, we go through and say uh, how we think Tech can win and how Tech can lose, which I guess <laughs> the reverse of which is how can UAB lose and then how can UAB win? Uh, so I want to <laughs> start first with uh, how do you think Tech can win? I think Tech can win if we aren't if we don't have Tyler Johnson. I think that's the biggest deal. I think we could potentially overcome not having Spencer Brown, but I think Tech's best chance, given their guys who are suspended, I'd, I'd say Tyler Johnson being out and then us losing the turnover battle. I think that's what it's going to take at for to beat us at home. It's going to take those two things, and for UAB to win. Again, Tyler Johnson, it all comes down to him. It'd be like you guys with Jamar. It's a completely different game when you don't have your starting quarterback in play. Uh, I'm assuming that he is playing. So I would say for us to win, turnovers have been our Achilles heel. If we can win the turnover battle, I think we can win a, a, a close game late. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, Tech can win if, you know, Aaron Allen gets a little bit more comfortable with first team refs this week and, you know, the offensive game plan just works better and the offense clicks. That's, I mean, yeah, we gave up 31 points to Marshall, but a lot of that was off of the defense, you know, always being out on the field, offense going three and out and just not being able to generate anything. So it's really on, to me, it's on the offense. Offense plays well, then we have a good shot at winning this game. Yeah, and Evan? Yeah, I mean, UAB's got a really, really good defense. I think our defense is good enough to stop UAB scoring a ton of points, even if Tyler Johnson's playing. Obviously, that'll make it harder for our defense, but the offense has got to help out. Uh, Last week at Marshall, you know, it wasn't the best defensive performance, but the offense was getting off the field in 30 seconds and making the defense go right back out. So you got to string together some drives, even if it's just, you know, maybe a 40-yard drive here and there to flip the field. That's going to be the type of game this is. And I think for Tech to win, you know, gosh, we've probably got to score at least 28, maybe. It doesn't feel like we need to go out and put up 50 points to win, and I don't think we can against a defense that good. But anyway, I, I think that's the key is to have at least moderate success on offense, whereas last week we did not really do that after the first couple drives, really. Yeah, and you mentioned 28 points should be enough to win this game, but I think Tech will win if the defense comes to play because we can't put up 28 and give up 31 like we <laughs> gave up 31 to Marshall the other day. Even with one game of experience under his belt, Aaron Allen isn't going to have the same dominant performances that Jamar has had, and especially to a team in UAB that's only put up 25 and a half points per game. The defense has to play to make UAB look like a team that only averages around 25 and hopefully hold them closer to 17 or 20. So no, Dave kind of answered the how can Tech lose question. So Josh, how do you think Tech can lose? Oh, you know, classic Tech, you know. Just watch what we did last week. <laughs> watch how that went. I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, I, I've noticed like if, like if you're talking like how can Tech win, how can Tech lose, I'll explain them both in the same sentence. The offense will go three and out a bunch and then we'll just make a bunch of mistakes like it seemed to, like how we seem to do against Marshall. Like that's, how Tech's going to lose. The defense is going to be on the field for the majority of the game. UAB is going to have the ball for, you know, 80% of the game clock. And it's just going to be real gross and bad offense, man. That's that's how we're going to lose or how we can lose. 
Excuse me. I like that phrasing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's getting cut. Evan, what do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, to lose this game, I think our offense can have success. We did against Marshall in the second half. We had three drives total, and we drove the field all three times. But we also got three points. So that's a lot of threes. We needed Nine. 21 points to win that game, you know, on those three drives. So you got you to gotta finish with touchdowns. We don't, we're going to lose. That's just how it is. And I don't know what UAB red zone defense is like, but, you know, I'd imagine it's probably pretty good given that all of their defensive stats are good. So it's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, you know, even with Aaron Allen not being Jamar, I, I think that we have a shot. It's just if we don't finish off the successful moments that we have, we're, we're not even going to have it. Yeah, and my answer to the question is that Aaron Allen tries to do too much. It was something he stayed away from against Marshall. He didn't make, he didn't force the ball into situations that could result in turnovers. But we saw what can happen when Elliott entered the game due to Allen's injury late. Was it a third down pass in the end zone that was, it was on yeah. target. It was just on target to the wrong team. But <laughs> yeah. it was late in the game and... It's the kind of throw you expect late in the game, just like desperation kind of passes. And Allen played a decent game, a very conservative, uh, don't force mistakes, don't cause turnovers game. But since we lost that bad, I'm just worried that he'll get into a different headset entering this game and think that he has to win it himself. And if that happens, then UAB wins the game if they win the turnover battle. Yeah. All right. And so the final thing we'll do here on the football preview is do our final predictions. I want to save days for last this time. So let's start with Josh. Josh, how do you see this game going? Man, so this is going to be a gross game where it's like, uh, I guess two weeks ago, if you would have asked me, like after the UNT game, I'm like, man, this is probably going to be some big shootout. It's going to be like a 45 to like 37 game, and it's going to be crazy. Now I'm pretty sure it's going to end with a final score of like 22 to 16. And those are both gross football numbers that should never be on the field. Those scores <laughs> make no sense. So that's exactly what I expect out of this game. I still think Tech wins this one. I think the team rallies and the the extra first team reps that Allen will get in practice this week will help out a lot. And, you know, it's hard to go on the road, especially to Marshall on the short, short week and win. But I think with the extra day or so, we'll be all right. We'll bounce back. Man, I, so last Years. Year's game, I didn't get to watch it, but from what it felt like... Uh, it felt like it was pretty even and just like a slog, like Josh just talked about. It was like 7-7 for a long time, then 14-7 UAB for a long time, and then Tech's defense finally got gassed, and UAB scored two later deep pass touchdowns. Um, I think it'll be that type of game again, just a back and forth, like neither one of the offenses really wants to do anything, you know, kind of, kind of affair. And so I think I think it'll come down to like can Amik get a pick? Can can UAB's DBs get a pick? And man, I feel like Tech is a better team, but I don't uh, I don't know I don't know about Aaron Allen. He looked fine, um, but he didn't do anything great to beat a good defense. You know, uh, this is hard because I I've, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a final score of like twenty to eighteen. Uh, oh, another gross score. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna say I, I, I guess I gotta go with tech. I can't I can't say you would be good. So just hear the pain in my voice and read into that what you. But 20 to 18 tech. Yeah, I think it's also a close game. I can't see. I think Massey. I had that up. Has tech winning 28 to 25, and even that seems a little high to me in the terms of total points scored. 
I I think it's going to come down to one possession. And yeah, whether Amik makes a pick or some defensive stop happens to win the game. Or, you know what? I'm going to say that Tech blocks a field goal as time expires and then Tech oh wins 23-22. to 22 Oh, my God. reversal. <laughs> Of what happened last time. Hey, that's what I or two times ago. Will not go well for you. <laughs> uh, Dave, how do you see this game going? All right, I'm going to get weird here. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We all got, we all, y'all all said the things that I wanted to say, so now I can't say it anymore. I, <laughs> every one of those scores was in my wheelhouse of what I was going to pick. I'm going to say Allen and Hopkins, both backups, just get out there and make two pretty good defenses, eat some humble pie, and we're going to have an overtime game. UAB is going to win 38-36. Oh, oh man. That would, oh, no. that would break my spirit. Man, oh. everyone. <laughs> I think everyone would leave that game just mad. Like, no one yeah. would be happy with that outcome. No. So is that like a triple overtime where, where UAB gets the two-pointer or – and tech oh, that's doesn't. A good question. I, honestly, I put zero thought into that. So I, have no <laughs> idea. I have no idea why. So yeah, the answer is that is absolutely that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Or do we get into like the seventh overtime? We just start doing two point conversions back God. and forth. Like the regular, <laughs> the regular oh, like man. game score is like fourteen to fourteen, and then it ends with the final <laughs> score of like forty five to forty two. It's like oh god. Sounds possible. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Either way, it sounds like we're all gonna have a bad time <laughs> whoever's right in the prediction it, it doesn't sound like a good time for involved <laughs> well that wraps it up for our football preview thanks for joining us dave is there anything you want to plug um no man just uh just it, just want to plug conference usa twitter it's a lot of fun um yeah. i think we've got a good group on there right now all the schools most of the schools uh a lot of good give and take and i, I don't want to sound cheesy and but a lot of good sportsmanship with 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 you know some trash talking too. So man, like this is, this is what it's all about when you're at a mid level programs like we have. You know, you got to have some fun with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for uh, joining us on the show. Got it, man. Yeah. The Blazers. <laughs> what a good guy. His team uh, sucks though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, speaking of teams that suck tech basketball, since we'll transition to that, played a very <sighs> sucky team early in the week when they beat Wiley College 98-52. to 52. And Question, then, Evan, where is Wiley College? It's in Marshall, Texas, isn't it? Only because you listened to the Blue Tech Blue podcast <laughs> earlier in the yeah. week. Shout out, shout out to, uh, I think it was Beck that... <laughs> that got that wrong but um anyway yeah and like we said earlier that was a game that we wouldn't have been able to learn too much about but then we played a pretty competitive matchup against what should be a good creighton blue jay team and an 82 72 loss um i had the radio stream up in the car on the drive back from huntington west virginia on saturday and i know evan you were able to watch it on tv it sounded like a game the blue jays were pretty much in control of the entire way but the bulldogs just never quite let them run away with it is that what it looked like on tv yeah i mean really it tech just didn't have much of an answer for the three ball which i mean creighton's pretty much known for that i think they said on the tv broadcast that they had set a program record for three pointers last year and they got all those guys back so um you know they, they kind of figured out it was it felt like we were just waiting for Creighton to go cold. Um, and they kind of did at the beginning of the second half and tech pulled to within three, I think, with maybe two minutes left in the game, but never, never got the shot to fall. So, um, you know, we had several opportunities there with less than a minute left where we're down five. We go down, shoot a three ball and miss. And then Creighton comes down or we foul them and they miss both shots. And it's like, OK, just make your shot then, you know, so. Uh, if there were if there were late game heroics, it, it could have ended differently. But you're right, uh, Creighton pretty much controlled the the game, and Tech had some good defensive moments, some good offensive moments. But 
ultimately just didn't do enough to win. Uh, Creighton went 13 from 29 from three-point land. for That's about 49%. Tech was 8 for 28, and that's about 27%. Yeah, Mo Muhammad had 16 rebounds. Yeah. That's uh, that's, that's pretty good. good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, another thing that surprised me, looking up at that box score, is the attendance figure. This is probably tickets sold and not butts and seats, but there were 16,919 people in that building watching that game. Wow, that that's Man. impressive. Yeah, that's... I'm not even going to look up what the tack. I think the tack holds like 8,000. 8, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this week, so. the Bulldogs have two games at the tack and then one game on the road. They play the school we've loved to talk <laughs> about so far in Mississippi Valley State. Oh, my God. I cannot wait until we lose. <laughs> Man, that, that's... <laughs> the Bulldogs follow up Mississippi Valley State University with North Alabama the lions have we played them before and then they go on the road to indiana to play the hoosiers bpi you know fpi but for basketball gives tech a 98.2 percent chance to beat mississippi valley state a 93.1 percent chance to beat north alabama and then a 26.4 percent chance to beat indiana on the road okay looking at our schedule like indiana is the best team we're going to play all year we're the best team they've played so far so i think there's a chance for us to be competitive again maybe like you know i'm looking at the ken palm stuff and they're predicting a 10-point win for Indiana. So, I mean, that sounds right. Yeah, that, that's how I feel, too. Yeah, and I, I will say that Indiana played North Alabama earlier this past week, and they won 91-65. to 65. So maybe uh, maybe we can get a little bit of a uh, transitive property thing going on before <laughs> the game next Monday. Um, and the tra- to, to... That's the one that matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> transitive property. Yeah, Rice, Rice beat us in transitive property, so... So now for the Conference USA Tweet of the Week. So I have a tweet here from Jesse Edmondston. It says, but when Tech needed him most, he vanished. And it's a picture of Avatar The Last Airbender, but with J. Mar's face on it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Very, very, very good tweet. Yeah, so Evan, you got a contest update for us this week. Yes, this week we are doing a one-time thing where we want UAB fans who are hopefully listening to the podcast and didn't shut it off after we started talking about Tech basketball, um, but we want them to play. And so uh, the contest is already open. I open it up on Sunday. So when you're hearing this on Tuesday or Wednesday, it's been up already. I'll keep tweeting about it but we have the pokemon card that nathan made for blaze uh last year um around christmas time he made pokemon cards of all the mascots i turned that into a sticker to give to a uab fan so uh go do the contest and the way that you'll let me know you're a uab fan is to answer the following question and i'll ask nathan josh how they will uh, be approaching this question here how did you feel when the louisiana tech hoop troop uh chanted we have football clap 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 at the 2015 CUSA tournament and if you answer I thought it was hilarious then you are a tech fan and if you answer I thought it was uh evil and um depraved then you are a UAB fan so um I'll I'll be reaching out to whoever scores the highest on the UAB side and they win the sticker the blaze sticker so definitely participate Nathan how would you answer that question I'm not sure how I'd answer it only because I wasn't thinking anything at the moment I was thinking of the words I was chanting with the rest of the band at the time yeah <laughs> that's kind of how that went yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech please don't die podcast as always and i promise i want to get it right this time you can oh, follow man. us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h-p-r-s-d-n-t-d-i-e or go to our blog for more info at gtpdd.dog that's where we post our game previews and a few other things we do throughout the year and also where you can do the contest yeah yeah to do the contest you can go straight to gtpdd.dog slash contest or you just go to our website and click on contest 
And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm Ben Cagle. <laughs> <And go tech. laughs> Please don't die like Cagle did on Twitter. <laughs> Please, I'm begging. don't know what I think, so I'm just going to start talking and figure it out. Uh, <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> um,